Hi, welcome everybody back to another episode of Behind the Baron. I'm joined as always with my co-host, Coach O'Hare. How are you doing, Coach? Doing well. And it's a Friday this week, so we're all in a much better mood uh, when you get to Friday, aren't we? Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Um, well, we've got a, we're going to be joined here in just a little bit by Coach Jason Bartlett, our head soccer coach here at Wilson Hall. But uh, before he joins us, we want to talk about the last week kind of quickly. Uh, we had not a, not a super active week in athletics. We had the junior retreat for a couple of days, which, uh, which meant no varsity sports. And then we had a rainout day again, of course, yesterday, uh, which also canceled a good bit. Uh, but want to take a second and just kind of highlight a few things from the past week. Uh, first off, our baseball team still going strong. They've got a big game tonight against uh, Trinity Collegiate. And by winning that game, if they win and Lawrence Manning wins their game, that will set up a two-game series next week, which will essentially determine the region championship. So pretty exciting uh, for them. Yeah, and I, I, did, I still haven't seen a baseball game. I don't think I can make it tonight, but – I did go to the dentist on Wednesday and baseball coach, Dr. Tommy Jones. So obviously we had a, a little talk about my teeth, but mostly about his baseball team. And it was interesting. He told me that they are a defensive baseball team. And if you take a look at some of the scores recently, he kind of feels like for them to win, they've got to get solid pitching and they've got to get the good play in the field. And he says, that, and lately that's what they've been getting. So hopefully we'll continue. I'd rather see him win like 15 to two, but he, he seems to think that they're the kind of team that needs to win games five to three, four to one, things like that. So, so they're certainly in a good direction. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned some of those pitchers, guys like, you know, Ben Reynolds, Tyler Jones, Clark Kinney. Uh, I think Jess Schwedler's throwing a little bit off the mound this year as well. Some guys that, that last year got some experience. I think Dylan Jones possibly throwing as well. Uh, got some experience on varsity as, as some of them as freshmen and sophomores and, and now returning this year, they've got a little more experience, a little more strength, a little older um, and, and really starts that pitching take off. And then we've got a strong defensive unit behind them. Again, this is a team that that only lost a couple players from last year's team and returned most of their position players. And so they're seeing that experience uh, certainly start to pay off at least early in the season. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. you mentioned all those pitchers, I can remember when they were winning championships here a while back, they always had one dominant pitcher. Had Matt Talley there for a while. Then we had the Broom Brothers there for a while. And they had other good pitchers on the team. But it sounds like what this team has, which might be even more important with the limits of innings pitched, mm -hmm. and when you get into these two or three game series in the playoffs, they might have four or five really good arms instead of just one great arm. So we'll see sure. how that plays out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I did want to give a shout out. We went to uh, the Coaches Classic last weekend for track and field, and we took a, a pretty good number of kids. Coaches Classic uh, traditionally was this big meet that all over the state, everybody would come to Spring Valley. Well, when COVID hit, they broke it up into regions. I think we mentioned that last week, and, and we attended the Columbia region, had about 25 schools there, public, private, from all the Columbia, Sumter area. And, uh, and, and the kids did pretty well. We actually had two athletes qualify for what they're calling the meet of champions. So basically all of the regions had their meet and then they're going to take the top 15 in the state and move on to the meet of champions later in April. And that was uh, Connor Smith in the mile and the two mile and Sumter Cooper in the 400 hurdles. So pretty exciting time for both of those young men. And what, what was Connor's time? Yeah, in the so mile. Connor went out. He he went sub ten in the mile again, nine fifty six. So it's his second time going under ten minutes. 
the public school meet format actually has the mile first and then the two mile, which is okay. flipped from the way we do it in Skiza. Uh, there was a pretty strong wind out there as well, like a, a really strong wind right. if you yeah, remember last Saturday. Um, and 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 he was still able to navigate that for a sub a sub ten. I, I really do think that had we run the two mile first, uh, I think he probably would have gone sub nine fifty. I mean, he mm. he looked really good. Uh, ended up finishing third in that race in the region, and then in a mile, uh, I believe he was uh, four thirty three. Uh, so again, kind of knocking on a couple of those big records that Trey Parker holds. Now, when will he run? When who was the other uh, person who qualified? Uh, Sumter Cooper ran oh, uh, right. one Sumter. one minute point. Four, I believe, in the 400 hurdles. So he's actually knocking on Ricky Crumb's record a little bit too. I, I would have never thought. Uh, I just haven't seen some to run enough to think he would be approaching that level. Um, so when do they run again? And are you a little concerned? Is it close to your region or your state? So it's, not, so it's actually the second weekend of spring break. So it actually works out pretty good. They'll have okay. some time off that week before. We, we don't have a midweek meet there. Um, they're only doing the one or two events, and then we'll come back for the region championship the following week, and then state meet the following week. So it actually kind of works out time-wise pretty good for us. Okay. Um, and then we've got a big meet. Uh, we go to Orangeburg uh, tomorrow and then down to Porter Dowd uh, next Wednesday, which is always an exciting meet to go down and see some of those low country schools as we compete. So a couple um, of season meets, you'll probably get a better feel for some of your upcoming uh, competitors by the time you get to state, won't you? So I'm, su I'm yes. sure you guys are anxious and girls to, to see how they size up against some of those teams as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, really around, you know, I said, uh, tennis team has had a couple of matches. Tennis team picked up a win last week, uh, their first of the season, which Coach McCord was excited about as they defeated, uh, I believe it was the governor's school, 7-2. Uh, to And then uh, the softball team had a tough game Wednesday night with Gray Collegiate. Uh, but I know they're going to kind of refocus here as we head uh, into next week. I know they've got a couple games against some good uh, teams in, in Calhoun Academy and OP, who are two two A schools, but are traditionally very strong. Yeah, I was at a Wednesday's game for most of it. It was interesting. I had to leave uh, going into the top of the seventh. I'm not sure what the score was, but from what I understand, we had the winning run on deck in the bottom of the seventh, and that on deck batter was Amber Lee Way. Uh, but, uh, but unfortunately, the, the batter before her did not get on base, so she never got that chance. But, you know, uh, when I heard about that, I'm thinking, oh, I should have stayed. But I will say this, you know, the last time they played a quality team like Great Collegiate, the Charter School up in Rockville, they did not play well. And I think even though they lost the game, uh, from what I saw and, and, the, and the vibe I got was, well, we didn't win, but we played a good team and we played better. So we've kind of resolved that maybe wondering about ourselves after the previous game. That now I think it restored some confidence against the very they were good. The great collegiate team was good. They had a shortstop, and she was good. So that was good news, despite the loss, at least in my opinion, uh, for the softball team. And I think I talked to Coach Alexander, and she kind of echoed that. She said, you know, this was not like it was a couple of weeks ago. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you know, the Legion team came down and really kind of took it to us. And I think the great collegiate game was much more competitive. She said they had a lot of opportunities where, you know, just, just didn't capitalize on some situations where they could have kind of changed the outcome. Right. Um, all right. And so we are going to go ahead now and uh, let our soccer coach, coach Bartlett into our room here in a second. Um, let's see if he gets in there. Coach Bartlett, can you hear us? I can. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, we are live here on Behind the Baron podcast with uh, Coach Tom O'Hare 
is uh, my co-host on this, and and we appreciate you taking time this morning to come on and talk about our soccer program a little bit. Yeah, before Great. we get for having me. Before we get going, Coach Barlin, let me apologize ahead of time. I'm going to call you either Dylan or Ashton at some point. Because I don't think I've ever called Dylan Ashton and Ashton Dylan in their whole life. So, but no, welcome here. We're glad to have you on board. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. So, so Coach, let's start off, talk about uh, the dynamics of the team a little bit this year. We return a lot, obviously, from last year. We've got a pretty senior heavy group, but why don't you take a few moments and just kind of talk about some of the guys that you got playing for you this year? Um, yeah, so we've got, uh, as you mentioned, uh, we returned nine of 11 starters from last season. And um, within that population, I think we have 10 uh, seniors this year. So it's a really experienced group, um, really led. I think if you look at, uh, uh, you know, our defensive group, Evan Bell really stands out as, as the leader in our back line. He's one of our team captains this year. Um, across the midfield in front of the team, you see Kieran Cousins, our other team captain. Um, Nick Crane has, has just been an engine for us throughout, you know, both up front and in the midfield. And then we've got a standout sophomore in Sean Blackburn, who's been uh, really the anchor in our midfield all year. Uh, he's done a tremendous job. That's excellent. Um, now, now with that senior heavy group, now these are guys that, that really truly have been playing varsity for, for multiple years, correct? That's correct. Um, so, so some of them as, as early as maybe even freshmen or, or sophomores have been at varsity level. How has that experience, you know, and, and how have you seen their maturity over the past couple of years kind of kind of help you all this year? So the biggest thing I think you see with that experience coming through is the, the flexibility that it enables us to try with respect to different formations, um, the ability to adapt, adapt on the fly when we face a tough situation in a game. Um, the team with that experience can lean on uh, times in their past where maybe they played a different position. Uh, you know, unfortunately, with, you know, unlike, not unlike any other sport, we suffer from injuries and, and sickness sure. this year. So the, the, the experience that these players have enables us to switch them around, play them in different positions, and still uh, be successful as a team uh, because of the strength of their experience and understanding of what the roles are. And, um, you know, and now Coach O'Hare obviously has some experience uh, coaching soccer here at Wilson as well. So, Coach, anytime you want to hop in, feel free. But, you know, talking about that that experience and, and definitely understand what you mean by being able to offer, you know, various formations or different ways to attack or just advancing throughout the years to, to expand on what your team can do. And obviously the more options that you have, the stronger your team is going to be, which makes total sense. Um so talk about early season. So, so one of the questions that uh, Matthew Miller, who helps us produce our show here, you know, we were looking through some questions and we saw had that tough early season loss to Pinewood Prep, and then a couple of weeks ago played him or last week played him again to a much closer result. Um, what, what did you see as the difference or the growth in the team kind of since that point? So I think early season we had some some success. We we did really well at the Heathwood tournament, competing mm -hmm. uh, against other you know big three A schools uh, that you know yeah. I'll say last year we didn't do as well against. Um, and I think that um, the first night against Pinewood, unfortunately we had a couple key guys out due to sickness and injury that night, and we didn't get our best effort forward. And um, we had a long talk as a team about competing every day and, and making yeah. sure that we bring the right attitude, the right focus. And uh, as you said, you know, when we rebounded last week to play them uh, to a 2-1 game, and honestly, uh, we felt it should have been 2-2 going into overtime, but uh, unfortunately, we don't get to make all the calls. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the guys rebounded really well. And I think if you look at this team, if you look at our scores outside of that one anomaly at Pinewood, 
uh, we've been competitive across the board against every team we've played. Uh, we've either won or been with one goal games across, across the board. So uh, we think we've got the right mindset. We think we've rebounded well. Uh, I think we're prepared to go into the second half of our season uh, and, and really achieve some of our team goals. Now, Coach, awesome. I noticed uh, you talk about flexibility. You, you, when I saw you earlier in the year, uh, Jake was in goal. And, of course, Jake's uh, – I believe he has, he has moved. Is that correct? And, that is correct. And, yeah, and we've so had now, – So, you have, now you have Sean Michael back there. And I got – you know, he looks like a goalie. He certainly has all the physical attributes. Um, but how much experience does he have back there? Was that a case of you having a solid backup goalie and, and, and he was the one? Or did you have to all of a sudden try to figure out who you're going to put in there? Well, we kind of had the idea. I found out uh, in the fall that Jake was going to be leaving this spring. And so, uh, you know, we looked ahead a little bit and, and did a little little homework. Uh, but Sean Michael has actually played for goal, uh, played for me at goal at both our JV level. Um, and last year, as when he was part of the JV team, we called him up for a few games last season when Jake was injured. So uh, we were fortunate to uh, have someone who has some experience. Um, as you say, he's blessed with a lot of uh, God-given talent and, uh, and able to step in and fill those shoes. So, you know, we look forward to what he can do for us on the field in, in the years to come because we've got a, a great young keeper behind him uh, that's going to come up and play varsity with us next year. But, uh, you know, for this year, he's the right guy at the right time, and uh, it's, it's been a real blessing for someone to be able to step right in and, and contribute. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Northwoods tonight, right? That's correct. And and I believe that we beat them three nothing on the road the first time. Is that correct? Actually, it was a four two game. Uh, okay. We played this, uh, in the Heathwood tournament to open the season. Okay. Uh, we actually spotted them a two goal lead in the first half and rallied strong to to close that game out with four unanswered. So so my question is, you know, you you, you get a team that beat you pretty good the first time, and then you saw in the second time you were ready to go and felt you had something to prove. How you've been trying to navigate a situation now where now you're playing a team uh, that you beat by a couple goals. What's the message to the guys tonight to prevent, uh, you know, not bringing that best effort forward? That's a great question. I think, you know, with any team, you struggle with complacency. But, I, you know, these seniors have, have some goals in mind that they want to accomplish as a team. Uh, and, it's, and it's my job as a coach to help them uh, be successful, you know, give them the tools and, and, and allow them the freedom uh, to really express themselves in the way that they play the game uh, in a way to go compete. But, you know, Northwood is, is another opportunity for us to build our resume. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, our team goals at the beginning of the season. We tried to be realistic about where we wanted to end up. And, uh, you know, one of those is we wanted to make sure we finished high enough in our region such that uh, we could avoid yeah. Cardinal first round of the state tournament this year we expect that cardinal newman will be uh the, the emerging top team out of the other side and we feel like if we can bypass those guys in the first round uh anything can happen we've already had the chance to play heathwood we played them to one one we've played ben lippin to nil nil uh we've already beaten trinity and uh, we get the opportunity to play hammond here in a couple weeks so we feel very confident about our chances against the other side of the bracket and so if we can establish ourselves and finish, you know, where we need to, to, to avoid Cardinal Newman in the first round, uh, we feel confident we can, we can advance in the state tournament this year. And so I think keeping those goals in mind, uh, you still got to take it one game at a time and you still got to stay focused, but uh, understanding that you can't have a dip, you know, you can't let your resume falter. You can't uh, back off. Uh, so from an intensity standpoint and a competitiveness standpoint, I think the guys will continue to be motivated uh, to make sure they achieve their goals that they want to hit.
Sounds good. Absolutely. I hope I get out there tonight. I'm just not sure uh, what else I might be uh, expected to do. You know how that goes sometimes. But look forward to coming. I didn't know you had Hammond uh, in a couple of weeks or whenever. I can't. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I make that game though. Yeah, yeah we get them home this year, so it should be a good one. Okay. There you go. Now, coach, you know, looking obviously, like you mentioned tonight, uh, is the first step. But you know, over the next couple of weeks, kind of like next week. Obviously, we've got prom next weekend so only if i'm looking correctly you only have one game next week which is a travel to porter gown uh and then the following week you mentioned the game against hammond and then you've got first baptist coming back to us in, in a pretty important game is that correct that's absolutely right so so what do you you know like you say do you kind of break it up and say hey guys you know we got a couple weeks here for spring break you know this is where we really got to dig in and and you know take advantage of these opportunities you know, a win against a Hammond, a First Baptist, Porter Gow, teams that are, you know, pretty strong teams year in, year out, um, and, and able to kind of make that mark that, like you said, try to get away from that first-round matchup you're trying to avoid. Yeah, I mean, I think next week is really critical for us. That game against Porter Gow is going to be uh, really important. It's a region game. Um, you know, unfortunately, we, you know, we faltered against Pinewood, so we've, we've got to make up some ground. And so Porter Gow's a, a real critical one for us, as well as the First Baptist game, I think. Um, you know, we felt like uh, we, we outplayed them. Soccer is one of those games where on any given night, maybe the best team doesn't win or the most skillful team doesn't win. You go out and you play well. Uh, and it unfortunately doesn't translate on the scoreboard sometimes. And we felt that way uh, when we played First Baptist at their place. And, and we're hopeful that uh, when we get them to come home that, uh, you know, we'll rebound well and, and, and really give them uh, the quality of game that, you know, we, we know we can play. And, uh, and if, if we do so, I feel confident we'll come out with the right result there. Nice. Now, now, real quick, too, I want to touch on, because I don't want to let our JV uh, guys and girls go unnoticed. They are putting together quite a season at the JV level. How, how excited are you about just kind of the growth of our program in general? We're really competing at both levels this year. You know, that's a, that's a great point. Um, this is the second year in a row now our JV team has done uh, exceptional. This is my, I think, fifth or sixth season with the JV group as well. And so, we, you know, I, I see – growth from I, I think back to year one and you know we struggled to get numbers yeah uh, this year across both teams you know I was able to put you know we have rosters of over 20 children on both kids on both teams sure. so, I mean we've got over 40 you know players participating this year you know our JV team this year has managed to go undefeated last year they only lost two games uh, both mm -hmm. Porter Gouts so we're hopeful to right that wrong next week there you go. Um, but that JV program has really uh, the, the blessing that we have this year for the first time is that we actually have more high school players on our JV team than middle schoolers. And that's, that's a real testament to the depth that we have now across the board from varsity on down. Um, so it starts with that senior class being, you know, deep, but, you know, we have a really deep sophomore class. Um, the freshman class behind that is really strong. So we have a, a really nice, strong population. Yeah. We're going to miss the guys next year, but looking forward, uh, you know, we're excited to see, you know, guys that are getting a lot of playing time, both at the varsity and JV levels, and really leading, uh, I'll say, successful uh, campaigns. And so, you know, that JV team and some of the guys you're seeing break into the varsity team this year, Jackson Bonzer, Sean Michael Matthews, those guys, um, you know, they came from that successful background last year. So they're bringing that, that mentality of success and competition with them. And so we're hopeful that continues to carry on as, these, you know, these guys age up and, and move forward into the varsity level. Absolutely. And, you know, it's such a mental thing, too. I mean, you look at your higher level programs, right? Your Porter Gouge, your Carterman, your Pinewoods, you know, year after year, their JV teams, like you say, are mostly ninth graders, maybe a few 10th graders as well. They're not, you know, a, a, for a few years there, we were basically a middle school team. 
I mean, in, in reality of what it was, we may have had a couple of high school kids on there here or there, but, but the age difference, and that can be tough. You go out in a JV game, you lose by a big number. Well, that can kind of get in your head a little bit of, oh, here we go. We got Carter Newman, Porter Goud, whoever it is, again, even at the varsity level. When you have that success at the JV level against the schools, that kind of that, that trepidation goes away a little bit, which I think is, is really big for, for the program in general, just to have that confidence against some of those bigger schools. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, just going back to that JV level, you know, last year, uh, you know, Porter Gout is one of those teams that we, you know, we still feel like we got to get over the hump with, right? We've, we've sure. had the, we've had some, some close games with them, but we took them to PKs last year in the final game yeah. at their place. And um, we felt unfortunate to not come away with one. Our JV team this year is super excited. We were disappointed that mother nature didn't stick with us on the first round uh, with Porter Gout. Cause we, you know, we're on a great roll right now and we feel like uh, we can compete with anybody. Nice. Good. That's awesome. Let me ask you one last question. As a soccer coach myself, do you like games being decided in penalty kicks? You know, that's a tough one. I, I, I dislike it from the standpoint of, I think it's uh, a bit cruel uh, sometimes because I think, you know, maybe, you know, it, it's decided in a moment rather than a body of work. Right. And, and I think that you look at, you know, you, your kids have played really hard for 80 minutes, 90 minutes, uh, and, and for a single moment to decide. But, you know, that's not unlike any other point in the game, right, where a single moment, you know, a single mistake, a single instance can, can change the outcome. So uh, I think if you put it in that perspective, um, while it may be, you know, difficult for one individual to handle, you know, both the pressure and, and it, maybe it's unfortunate, um, I think they all have to realize that that is part of the game and, and we can't play forever. So at a certain point, we have to uh, enable a decision to be made. And, and that's the way this game seems to operate. So, uh, you know, I, I you know, it's, I, I can't think of another way in which you could resolve games and I'd rather them not end in a tie. I think that's, uh, yeah, that's something I think our league does well as enables these teams to get to a conclusion. And I think it's important for the kids to have resolution rather than a, a season in which you have 10 ties. So right. I, I'd rather, I'd rather get to a result one way or the yeah. other. Yeah. And I'm showing my age. I'd rather them end in a tie unless it's a, you know, a playoff game. Um, but, but, but like I, I'm a 20th century coach. So that's probably why I, I feel that way. But it, it, I just, you know, I, I just went, when I would win in penalty kicks, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And of course, when you lose in penalty kicks, you think it's the dumbest rule you've ever seen. But, but anyway, do, do y'all, do y'all, is there an em- a little more emphasis on penalty kicks at practice because of that? Uh, surprisingly no um you know that's one of the things that i rarely practice um, i think you know as a coach who your, who your ball strikers are you know you know the guys that are uh number one have the experience and the ability to handle the pressure and, and then two have the quality uh and the technique necessary to strike a ball uh, you know in, in both squads actually I'm, I'm incredibly blessed to have guys that play this game year round um that are you know they play both at the club level you know outside of school and then with our school team and so you know i have a a deep roster of folks to choose from that have both that quality and experience that can really step up. And, and I'm confident that we can be successful there. And, you know, we, we lost one at Ben Lippin, but we, I think I've had two other PK shootouts this year. We won them both. So we are doing okay. So you, you're okay with it this year. You know, I always, the one thing I always told the kids is I've seen hundreds of balls go over the goal, but I've never seen one go under the goal. It drives me crazy when I see those penalty kicks go go high over the crossbar. I'm like, ah. but yeah, our big mantra on that one is make make the keeper do his job. 
Right. Don't don't let him off the hook because we miss. Right. Absolutely. Well, that's uh, that's awesome, Coach. Now, one quick question with with high school rules. So you play your two halves. Is there an overtime period prior to the PKs, or do you go straight to PKs? So at the JV level, it's straight to PKs, and at the varsity level, there is two five minute overtimes, and okay. you will play both. So it's another ten minutes of play. Okay. And then you, then you would go to PKs in that event. So it's not it's not a golden goal situation. There's overtime period. You could both score feasibly in that overtime period. That is correct. Okay. Okay. Um, well, Coach, I really appreciate this. I appreciate you taking the time and, and not just joining us today, but also with our soccer program and the, the time that you spent there growing this up and, and excited for the next couple of weeks. I'm also going to try to make it out tonight uh, over at Patriot Park at, uh, let's see, JV is playing Dylan Christian at five, I believe, and then the varsity is Northwood, Northwood at 630. Is that correct? Actually, it's 430 and six tonight. 430 and six. Okay, well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I checked that with you before we uh, hit, hit post. Uh, so 4.30 for Dylan Christian, 6 o'clock uh, for Northwood Academy for the Varsities. And then uh, an exciting couple of weeks coming up that will really kind of show you a lot about your team and, and where you all will end up this season. So, uh, Coach, we appreciate you joining us and, uh, and look forward to watching you all kind of the rest of the way. All right. Thanks again for having me, and I uh, look forward to the rest of our season. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. Coach O'Hare, uh, real quick to wrap up, we're going to um, – you know, look at the next couple of weeks, we do have a lot of, of games in all of our sports over the next couple of weeks where we are um, going to see where a lot of these seasons will kind of be determined. You know, notably next week, uh, like I mentioned, the baseball games against Lawrence Manning coming into town. Uh, we play home on Tuesday, away on Thursday. Uh, track team with a big match or a big meet down at Porter Dowd. Uh, the softball team with some big games. Those uh, Thursday will be home. Thursday the 7th, we'll have a home match there. Uh, the golf team actually had to move up their region championship. So on Tuesday, they'll play their 18-hole championship at Beach Creek um, for the region and it, for them. And, and just all of our teams, tennis has some match as well, B-team baseball uh, with some here. So, so an exciting next week coming up for Wilson Athletics. Hopefully Mother Nature will, uh, will allow us to get it all in. Yeah, and Coach Rip, it's a this is a tough time for our kids and amongst all this. They got prom going on. We got this field day. A lot of our older kids are getting ready for AP exams. And so it, it really is a hectic time of the year. And I know Coach Rector, he probably keeps an eye on weather.com. Oh, yeah. More than any website there is. But, you know, you always get through it. it it's here before you realize it. But you always get through it and you look back. And as soon as it's over, you take a day or two. You say, can't wait till next year. That's right. And actually, two more real quick. I forgot that uh, this weekend – uh, our sporting clays team actually heads to Maury's for a state. Uh, I'm not sure which discipline it's in, but they have one of their state championships on Saturday. And our equestrian team is up at Tally Ho for the skis of championship on Sunday. So really all of our sports kind of starting to hit that, that championship time of year um, right. where, where you're starting to see some of those state championships pop up and seasons coming to a close and um, just some exciting times here. And, um, you know, definitely encourage those listening to make sure, you know, share, get the information out. We're, we're enjoying doing this and, and enjoying taking the opportunity to, to get some more information out about our kids and, and definitely want some feedback from y'all on what else we can cover or talk about. Um, so please feel free to share, like, uh, subscribe, whatever you do to get our information out there. And uh, coach, I think we got done before the bell rang today. So I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and let you go and appreciate you joining us and look forward to next week. Okay. Not before you give me your picks for the final four men's and women's who you got. Well, I mean, women's obviously is going to be South Carolina. Um, can't, go against, can't go I against Dawson and Lady Gamecocks. I'm not, I don't want to go against them, but I got UConn. 
Okay. And I, I have them. Okay. Uh, final four for the guys. I mean, when I started the bracket, I picked Villanova. <clears throat> Nova was my team from the beginning, so I got to ride with them. The injury makes me a little nervous to one of their better players. Um, Duke, North Carolina, what a, what a situation that's turned into. I mean, you'd have to think that, that you know, Kismet would have Coach K winning that and, and going out on top. Um, but, I mean, I, I think that it'll be a good game. North Carolina's playing really good basketball right now. Yeah, so. they are. And, and Kansas is, too. No one's talking about Kansas. You know, two are talking about Villanova because yeah. the injury, Duke, North Carolina. Kansas is playing really good basketball right now. And yeah. so, you know, my, I, I got to go with my bracket. My bracket says Villanova. Uh, I can see Kansas. I can see any of it. It's, it's going to be a really exciting weekend to watch the basketball. I got to go with fear. I'm picking North Carolina because I know our buddy Ben McKeever listens to this. And I don't want them to win and him come back and remind me I did not pick them to win. So I'm going with the Tar Heels on the men's side. Now that McKeever guy's a lot bigger than me. Okay. Well, I'm sure he'll appreciate that. And we appreciate him listening as well. So, um, well, Coach Hope, yeah, enjoy some basketball this weekend. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to everybody next week. I see you next week.